Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Feslian, FeslianStudios.com. Welcome to Channeling Christ. I'm Reva Christ, and we are on Season 2, Episode 4, Part 3 of Our COVID World. In this episode, First Apostle to Jesus Christ, Ascended Master, Theologian, Doctor of Psychic Science, and Spiritual Physician, Mercy Heavens joins me for a continued discussion on COVID-19. Welcome, Mercy. Thank you, Reva. It's good to be here. The absurdity of humankind is growing stronger and stronger every day as human activity continues to leave the world vulnerable to more and more viruses, plagues, pandemics, and the ceaseless, senseless, insensitive human destruction of the planet and all life forms upon her. Some of these things include the impending war in Russia, the constant, relentless, and persistent acts of animal torture, slaughter for food, experimentation, research, animal products, sports, and entertainment, the human invasion of animal territories, waterways, and lands, and the ongoing divisions between people with opposing viewpoints. Not one single person wants to be responsible or accountable for these atrocities, but all people want to implement and enforce them through the continuation of their own personal versions of reality and normality. I want to start this podcast by telling you about the true reasons why some people are vaccine hesitant, but this is another issue that the government and the collective masses are misinforming the people about. Number one, the vaccine hesitant are concerned with the moral issues surrounding the making of these vaccines, such as using fetal cell lines that originated from human abortions, and the moral issue of harming and killing non-human life forms in the research and experimentation of the creation of these vaccines. Besides the fact that animal research is morally wrong, the lack of concern for non-human life forms is also morally wrong, and it's also un-American. Living in the land of the free and the home of the brave, we must respect and honor the freedom and liberty of choice and the freedom and liberty of life for all living beings, and therefore we cannot ignore the impact of how our human actions and decisions affect the planet and all non-human life forms. As a conscientious race of beings, we must eradicate and completely do away with all human-caused suffering, hardship, pain, death, torture, and terrorism in our human societies. Number two, the vaccine hesitant are concerned about the cloning of the unnatural ingredients inside these vaccines and how they're going to react to their bodies. Since scientists tell us that lipids and nucleic acids are in these COVID vaccines and scientists also tell us that positively charged lipids are inherently toxic while nucleic acids, if they are elevated, are partly responsible for degenerative disorders chronic 
inflammation, autoimmune disorders, and cancers, where do these vaccines get their nucleic acids and lipids from? Just what is the source? Literally, these vaccines are placing unnatural information inside the body in order to increase the body's abilities to react to unwanted infections. Because the ingredients of these vaccines are being used as stimulants to speed up the metabolic functions of the human immune system, these vaccines could significantly and negatively impact both the body and the brain. Number three, the vaccine hesitant are worried over side effects that were reported as part of the scientific facts. And they have also worried over the fact that the government keeps silencing new scientific discoveries that are inconvenient and in opposition to the facts that they are promoting to the public. The vaccine hesitant are saying no matter how extremely rare or infinitesimally small the chances are of getting side effects from these vaccines, Conclusive scientific evidence shows the world that these vaccines are only safe for some of the people, while they are very deadly and harmful to others. Because of these facts, the vaccine hesitant are concerned that the government, science, and medical industries are brushing off the importance of these side effects while they are minimizing their dangers and maximizing the insignificance of their consequences. In truth, the vaccine hesitant are quite worried that the people who are falling victim to these vaccines are being treated as if they were being devalued and as if they were unworthy of equal consideration to the people who are vaccinated. Number four. The vaccine hesitant have no confidence or trust in the government or in the science and medical industries that made these vaccines because these vaccines are not transmission blockers and their making was haphazard. Whereas most vaccines take between 2 to 15 years to develop and also take time for the FDA to approve of them, these vaccines only took 6 months to make. Number five, the vaccine hesitant are concerned over how these vaccines are going to hold up to the continuation of human activity that is constantly creating new viruses, plagues, and pandemics. Because vaccines are now becoming a normal way of life, the vaccine hesitant are also worried about a surplus of these unnatural vaccine ingredients being injected into their bodies. The truth is, as long as human activity continues, there will be more and more vaccines needed to counteract the consequences of poor human stewardship. Number six, whereas other vaccines of a one-shot deal, the vaccine hesitant are worried over the amount of shots that must be taken to keep up their immunity against these viruses. Consecutive vaccine use is not promising or reassuring, nor does it seem healthy for the human body to endure. This tells the vaccine hesitant that a surplus of these unnatural inorganic materials will have to continually alter the natural function of their own natural immune systems and white blood cell count. Number seven. 
No one wants to be the victim of a crime and no one wants to be the one person in a million that gets a via side effect from these vaccines. Because of this fact, the vaccine hesitant are very concerned that even if they did take the vaccine, a person who was vaccinated can still get a breakthrough COVID infection. And they also can still form variants and mutations inside their systems. The vaccine hesitant also see that vaccinated people can spread the virus to others exactly the same way that unvaccinated people are spreading the virus to others. Vaccinated people can also be hospitalized and die of the virus regardless of how infrequently this is occurring. The infrequency of side effects from a medication is not an indication of the safety of the medication. It is in fact a warning that the medication is inferior, faulty, and unreliable. And it is also an indication that the making of the vaccine and its abilities and its properties are questionable. Number eight. The vaccine hesitant are concerned with this persecution campaign that the government has instigated against them. This does not give validity to the vaccines, and in actuality it takes all validity away, for it draws suspicion and makes it clear that this campaign is directed to sway the people to side with the government in order to keep the continuation of a dangerous, broken economy going. This dangerous, broken economy is causing tremendous hardship, pain, suffering, illness, and death to all the planet's life forms, including causing new viruses, pandemics, and plagues. The vaccine hesitant are also concerned with all of the criticism and mockery that the unvaccinated are receiving whenever they get ill, hospitalized, or whenever they die of the COVID virus itself. These criticisms and mockeries do not assure the vaccine hesitant that these vaccines are safe, and instead they show the vaccine hesitant that people who are vaccinated are becoming quite unstable in the mind because these vaccinated people are actually developing a lack of concern from members of their own human species. This is a very insightful report you have gathered for us, Mercy. Thank you. It sounds like the vaccine hesitant are feeling bullied by the government and their henchmen in the media. And now that I think about it, they're right. The government and the media are bullying the unvaccinated. It's fascinating to see the mind in dissent and the bully is a representative of a mind in dissent. The mind is unable to get its needs met intelligently because there is no intelligence to lead it. So the bully just beats on whatever target comes along that the bully feels is standing in its way. The bully is blind with rage, and he holds absolutely no common sense. There isn't even signs of basic intelligence. The bully is a time bomb of unbalanced thoughts and a disintegrating mind, and this condition is in epidemic proportions throughout the human species. And no one is addressing the dissolving mind epidemic any more than anyone is standing up to ask for an immediate cessation to all toxic activity that is causing the plague. We are seeing the prophecy of Jesus Christ come to life as the human species devolves in complete madness and mayhem, and it's being filmed live for all of us to see. But only the intelligent understand it. All those who are dissolving 
believe their erratic thoughts and hostile behavior is normal. I'm glad you see this, and I hope others see it too. The government is causing dissension among the people. As the mind is in dissent, so is the government. The government is only as strong as the minds who are leading the government. The minds aren't strong in government. They're in dissent. Persecution and bullying is not the answer. It is time for wholeness, and wholeness can only come if intelligence leads the mind. The cause of the plague must be stopped. Subdiffuge, deception, division, and bullying is not a strategy that will lead to the end of the plague. The cessation of all toxic human activities is the only remedy for the plague. You cannot continue your war against intelligence, nor can you continue your war against nature. You are alive because of nature, and as you destroy nature, you destroy yourselves, you destroy your brain, and you destroy your body. Insanity is not the answer. Rebellion against the planet is not the solution. When the mind is in dissent, it must be reined in by the owner of that mind. Intelligence must be sought. Without it, you doom yourselves. This is a human plague caused by toxic human activity. The toxic human activity is not the activity of wearing a mask. It is the activity of dumping toxins into the air, water, and soil. It is the activity of manufacturing toxic food, toxic medicines, and toxic products. It is the activity of the mass slaughter of animal kingdoms for food and materials, and the mass destruction of the ozone layer and all ecological systems on the planet. This is the human activity that must stop. Anything less is more of the same subterfuge, division, hostility, and denial, and the road to the further descent of the human mind. And the only end to this path is the end of all life on Earth. That was a great speech. Because the government cannot guarantee these vaccinations, they really shouldn't be promoting them and encouraging others to promote them. This is how the campaign against the unvaccinated started in the first place. No doctor or scientist can predict the reliability of these vaccines, and therefore they cannot predict who and who will not get severe illness and death from taking these vaccines any more than they can predict who and who will not get severely ill and die from the virus itself. The whole thing is nothing but a crapshoot. In both cases of the vaccine and natural immunity, this is a game of chance, and that means the vaccine guarantees a person absolutely nothing. So this war against the unvaccinated is really irrelevant. Neither the vaccinated or the unvaccinated hold the winning hand. It's time to stop the need for vaccines, and we cannot do that when the masses are following the advice of the government and all human industries and businesses that are catering to the planet's destruction and the continuation of more viruses, pandemics, and plagues. People like billionaire, 98-year-old Charlie Munger, who supports the broken economy and the vaccine, are joining in in the quest to promote future pandemics by saying, 
I have been appalled by the fear of vaccinations. It's really massively stupid not to welcome these vaccines. It's not good that there's that much ignorance left in the world. When I was in the army in World War II, they didn't ask me if I wanted a vaccination. They just vaccinated me, and it didn't hurt me or anybody else in the world. We all just submitted to whatever the government told us to submit to, and it was no big deal. The words of billionaire Charles Munger should be a wake-up call to the world. For no one should submit to anything that is against their moral beliefs, better judgment, intuition, and higher intellect and higher conscience. And no one should follow any person that claims to know how everybody feels around the entire world, nor should they follow any person that claims to know what everyone has experienced during a certain time, era, or event. Ignorance is the lack of knowledge, awareness, and information. Never draw on ignorance when you make a decision, conclusion, choice, or determination to do or not to do something. It is ignorance that drives all people, experts, and researchers to come to the conclusions and determinations that say these are the absolute facts. Vaccines and medications are safe to use is a conclusion that has no absolution, but there are unsafe health risks concerning these vaccines. To say it didn't hurt me or anybody else in the world is a conclusion that has no absolution, for no single human being could possibly know everyone's thoughts or feelings around the entire world. A brand new COVID vaccine commercial was just released the other day, and the slogan was this, your best defense is you. This slogan is absolutely right, for it's each individual person's choice alone to stay healthy and keep healthy without taking unnecessary health risks. And this means the best defense in all matters of medications is intelligence, not ignorance. In this COVID world, remember, the right choice is the intelligent choice, and the intelligent choice can be yours if you choose to not only consider yourself in all matters of medications, but also consider the entire world. For the reason why you are taking these vaccines in the first place, affects the entire world. Having concerns about these vaccinations are not stupidity, nor is it selfishness. Having concerns about these vaccinations is an act of higher intelligence. When the human mind is programmed, the human identity does not see that its programming blinds it to awareness. Awareness is the gift of intelligence that sees all. This means awareness sees what lies above, below, and beyond programming. The programmed human mind sees nothing but its programming, and this restricts its potential for intelligence. Intelligence has no restrictions. Let's look at the facts. The Army is programmed. It is an institution of programming. All federal agencies are. But all military institutions are institutions of programming. All military, personnel, work, 
and serve in the industry of programming. And they are programmed to kill, and to accept killing is necessary in order to enforce freedom. But there is no freedom in killing, for the programming of killing is violent, unbalanced programming. And this programming unbalances the mind, so the mind is now a prisoner of imbalance. How can there be freedom if the mind is not free? An unbalanced mind is not a free mind. An unbalanced mind is a broken mind. A broken mind is fragmented and a prisoner of all of its broken pieces. An intelligent mind is a peaceful mind. An intelligent mind is the only mind that knows peace because through the power of intelligence, the intelligent mind pursues intelligence, which is peaceful. Do you know how hard it is to get an intelligent mind to kill? Do you know how many soldiers suffer from post-traumatic stress syndrome and other mental illnesses because of the conflict their intelligent minds faced while they were exposed to the insane programming of the military and the programming to kill? This is also true of workers in slaughterhouses and factory farms. It is true of workers in kill mills and in laboratories. It is true of concentration camps and death camps. Only man invents these things, and only man makes it a priority to have these things, and only man makes it a priority to kill. Only man makes killing a normal human activity. Only man justifies killing for his self-serving causes and only man builds industries of death that kill. And man does all of these things because he is obsessed with his right to kill and his obsession has caused him to be mentally unbalanced. The mentally unbalanced mind is not free. It is insane. All who support him believe that the right to kill is sane, but the right to kill holds no sanity whatsoever. Death happens naturally. It does not need man's assistance. Man's insanity drives him to kill, and man's insanity drives him to justify killing. Man has to justify it because he is haunted by the killing he does. This is how the broken mind responds when it is traumatized by the insanity of causing death. The programming to kill and the programming that justifies killing blinds the identity to intelligence and all the powers of logic, reasoning, and analysis, discernment, contemplation, and consideration that leads to peaceful thoughts and peaceful conclusions. If there is peace in the mind, the mind would see that vaccinations are not the answer. For as long as human activity causes pollution, there will always be a need for vaccinations. The only intelligent solution is to stop all the human activity that causes pollution that causes all plagues. This is the only intelligent solution. This is the intelligent change that is needed in the human world. To produce more toxins, is a further sign of insanity.
This is not intelligent. Everyone skirts the truth. Everyone is blind to the cause because intelligence no longer rules the human mind. The human mind is ruled by the programming to kill intelligence in order to preserve the toxic lie. I look forward to see an intelligent mind come forward because so far the media is only being used to bring insanity to the surface. You're absolutely right. And what you just said is reminding me of how the media is promoting and mocking the deaths of the unvaccinated in an effort to get people to vaccinate. Some of the news stories sound like this. COVID-19 anti-vaxxer nearly dies. Now she's vaccinated. Famous anti-vaxxers die after complications with COVID virus. Man who declines vaccine dies of COVID. Woman who urged people not to get vaccinated dies of COVID. Never does the news say, after mocking the unvaccinated, vaccinated person dies of COVID. Or pro-vaxxer who campaigned for vaccine mandates dies of COVID. Or vaccinated famous people die of COVID even though they thought this could never happen to them. The latest headline says, how should we react to anti-vaxxers deaths? Do they deserve our pity and sympathy? Or is mocking their demise morally defendable and justifiable? I can't believe the media actually released that. I don't have any respect for the media anyway, but I mean, there you go, folks. Proof positive. There's no intelligence. If there was, they couldn't possibly have said that because intelligence has compassion. There's no question about it. But to ask how do we respond is to say we have no intelligence. We need to be programmed in our responses. When speaking of intelligence, these news stories show the lack of intelligence in human society. Healthy vaccinated people die of COVID-19, the same as healthy unvaccinated people. No one can deny this, for this is a scientific fact. No one would have to die if the government would be responsible and end all human activity that causes the pollution that causes all plagues. Instead of supporting the right to be toxic, the government needs to support the right to be naturally, organically healthy. Yes, and they also need to support the rights of all non-human life forms so these industries that are causing pandemics, viruses, and plagues are no longer in operation. Once the government puts an end to these animal industries, viruses, pandemics, and plagues will cease to exist. In our last podcast, you asked me where the inorganic cells came from that are used to make COVID vaccines. And after a two-hour research online, I can tell you quite honestly that the information was very difficult to find. Most of the websites that I went to They didn't want to deal with the issue directly. 
and they were very vague in their descriptions rather than being proud of the ingredients of these vaccines and forthcoming. To answer your question as fully as I can, the best answer that I could find stated that the cells that created the COVID vaccine were created from inorganic fetal cell lines that grow in a laboratory. The cells descended from cells that were taken from human abortions in the 1970s and 1980s. The vaccine provides just enough myrna from these cells to make just enough spike proteins for a human's immune system to generate antibodies that protect them once exposed to the virus. Myrna is a single-stranded RNA molecule that is complementary to one of the DNA strands of a gene. RNA is ribonucleic acid. Ribonucleic acid consists of several compounds found in living tissues. Scientists call these cell lines the most awe-inspiring advances in science and technology. But to me, these advances are as unconsciousable as the shocking, abhorrent devastation and destruction that comes from animal research and experiments. The ingredients inside these COVID vaccines vary because there are so many different ones in the market rather than just having one reliable one. The invention of the COVID vaccine was literally a race against time and therefore it was a competition to not only get the job done but to be the first company to make a profit and gain off the finished product. The ingredients inside these COVID vaccine formulas are not a simple mixture of herbs and natural ingredients. These ingredients are a scientific breakdown of numbers and letters that equal the chemical equivalent of copied DNA, just like Myrna. People are talking a lot about these vaccines, but the one subject that is not being raised is the enormous suffering that was created by both this COVID-19 pandemic and by these vaccines. The research needed to make these dangerous, unsafe vaccines destroyed many animal lives and caused them great suffering. Animals and non-human life forms always seem to pay the highest price for human invention, while humans get the greatest rewards. Just like the fate of Jesus, the human beings in power elected animals and non-human life forms as the ones to be the sacrificial lambs of every single human undertaking, experiment, and invention. As a United States citizen, when I think of animal sacrifice for human profit, gain, pleasure, amusement, and survival, I always think of the ending of the national anthem. 
The ending of the national anthem is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Human beings fight so hard for their freedom, and yet they take the freedom away from almost every single non-human life form. While they bring hardship, pain, suffering, and death to their lives. In all honesty, the entire world is the home of the brave for these animals and all non-human life forms because they must brave and endure the most horrific victimization of any living creations on the planet. The making of these vaccines were not safe for these non-human life forms who had to suffer in order for these vaccines to be made in these research labs. And they are not safe today for humankind. But these vaccines still have side effects that can literally harm and kill you. The same way they harmed and killed all of the non-human life forms that had to suffer for their making. On the subject of the vaccine hesitant, I find it interesting that the science industry, the government, and the medical industry are all asking, why can't you do what you have always done? Vaccinations have always been a part of human life. Why can't you just take the vaccine? Do you, as the audience, see the programming? Why can't you follow the programming we have fed you? Any action that is common is also habitual. It is a part of your programming. The programmed mind is limited to its programming only. The intelligent mind cannot be programmed. Intelligence is unlimited in its power to think. The science industry, the government, and the medical industry are all asking, why can't you be programmed? Because they are programmed. When the mind is programmed, it becomes an organic machine and nothing else. The actions of the vaccine hesitant do not compute inside the programmed memory banks of all others that are programmed. The point to all of this is that not one of the members of these industries steps forward to reveal it is intelligent. Not one addresses the intelligent questions concerning the inorganic living cells that everyone else wants to inject into their organic living bodies. Intelligence is forsaken while programming leads the toxic mind, keeping the toxic economy, pumping toxins into the environment, poisoning the planet and poisoning all life kingdoms. The lower minds of all of these people are programmed with toxic thinking and the production of toxins. Why can't these minds get out of toxic thinking? The mind that is programmed does not know it is programmed. It is the sum of its programming, so in its point of view it is behaving as it has always done. It does not seek anything outside its own programming. Intelligence is free-flowing. Intelligence is always seeking intelligence. Intelligence is on an infinite, immortal journey to discover the heights of intelligence. Intelligence is not trapped. Intelligence is the mind of evolution. 
only intelligence evolves, programming devolves. The programmed mind is cut off from enlightenment, insight, and the inspiration of intelligence. The programmed mind only knows what it has always known. There is no new information for the programmed mind. And when you utilize intelligence, you can review man's history and see. Man has never released new information. Man has only invented more sophisticated language to make it seem like the old programming is now advanced. Take killing, for example. First, he used a rock, and then he made a stick into a spear. To the caveman, this was evolution. However, both the rock and the spear do the exact same thing. They cause injury and death, so there is no actual evolution. To refine killing is not a sign of evolution. It is a sign of the descending compulsion to kill. And the mind in the throes of descent is not a mind on the path of evolution. Look at man's weapons today. Look at his slaughterhouses and factory farms. Man has made death an industry. This is the epitome of the dissension of the compulsion to kill. Look at man's weapons of mass destruction on a global scale and then look at the pollution of the earth. These things are not a sign of evolution. They are signs of the descent of the compulsion to poison and kill. The mind is focused on death, not life. In order to examine man's medical science intelligently, we must first understand health, illness, and healing. As the environment of the earth was once natural, organic, and healthy, so man's body in the beginning was also natural, organic, and healthy. If man's body did become injured, it healed naturally and organically. As man polluted the planet, so he compromised the health of the environment and the health of his own body. This is how disease was born. Man invented disease. This was not intelligent. This was a sign of the dissension in man's compulsion to kill. If anyone tried to teach man, the evidence proves man did not listen. Today, the planet is near death because of man's pollution and human activity. All man has done throughout his history is descend. He has invented poisons and passed these things off as food, drink, medicines, and technological wonders. But as all of these things produce disease and death, so all of these things are evidence of man's dissension into the depths of his own compulsion to kill. Not once does man invent a remedy for his compulsion to kill. Not once does he stand back and hear the voice of reason. There are many that try to teach the descending mind reason, but the mind in descent took control of the thinking of the entire human population and programmed them to follow the descending mind. And now the planet and all life upon her is dying 
and it's all due to the human mind in descent over its compulsion to kill. This is not intelligence. Even today, man discovers his poisons and human activity have caused a plague, but he does not stop the flow of poisons. No, the mind in descent cannot stop its descent. Man responds as he always has. He invents yet another poison to counteract the poison and human activity that he is responsible for. The descent in the compulsion to kill continues with no way out and no way up. Before man arrived on the planet, death existed. Death did not need man to discover descending stages in methods of death. Death was intelligent because it was natural. Man made everything unnatural because his thinking is unnatural. Unnatural thinking is non-intelligent thinking. How does adding more toxins to a toxic environment and a toxic body advance health? It doesn't. How does adding more toxins to a toxic environment and a toxic body evolve health? It doesn't. It is further descent in the compulsion to cause death. How does adding more toxins to a toxic environment and a toxic body promote natural healing of the environment and the natural organic body when the human species continues the human activity that is causing all toxins? It doesn't. It is further descent in the compulsion to cause death. There is no disease that ever caused the birth of health, and there is no war that resulted in peace. These things may be programmed into the human species as the master's idea of intelligence, but these things are only further descending steps in the compulsion to cause death. Whether you are aware of your descent or not is a moot point. You are in descent. All toxins are pollutants, and all pollution and all human activity breeds disease, deformity, and death. This is not evolution, and it is not advancement. This is a steady decline to the end of our life. Getting back to the subject of abortions, these abortions you were talking about are the abortions of human fetuses. Yes, when you use the word abortion, it does not mean animals. It always means humans. Animals are excluded from abortions just like they are excluded from being murdered. You remember we talked about that in the last podcast. Well, I wouldn't think they would abort an animal anyway. I mean, they'd murder both mother and, and the baby. Exactly. Excluding animals from the definitions of words stems from biased human opinion based on the erroneous and fabricated human judgment that the value of the human life form somehow supersedes the value of all of the other life forms that God created. As bias opinions are not based on intelligence, there is no point to discuss bias in an intelligent discussion. Intelligence as the creator of life does not exhibit bias. Bias is secular thinking that is divisive. Intelligence is whole and only promotes and produces whole thoughts that consider the whole, the wholeness of the entire web of living creation. All are alive, all are equal in whole 
value. For the sake of the audience, however, I want to share what it is to serve the intelligent creator. All statements are held up to intelligence. In other words, you could take any statement and you can ask, does this sound intelligent? The statement in question we're going to be looking at is the statement that says the human species is more important than any other species. Now we already know humans have been programmed with this information and many believe this information. But we who serve Christ and the intelligent creator do not believe that information because it does not make sense that an intelligent creator would favor the human species when the human species has been the reason for all pollution and the destruction of the planet and all life forms through their violence and their inventions. Do people have the right to believe they are more important due to their power to destroy the planet? People have the right to believe any way they want to believe. There is no law governing the mind. Your beliefs, as well as mine, will dictate we are on separate paths and our destinations are not equal. And by our destinations, I refer specifically to our destinations in the afterlife. I'm glad you said that because we are all going to wind up in the afterlife, each to our own mental world. We can only be here for so long, and the only time that we can really be free is when we are gone from this world, from our physical forms. Because I didn't address this before, I want to address this now. Speaking of the exclusions, rejections, and eliminations of animals and non-human life forms from human words and from the human interpretations of biblical scriptures, this is just one more way that humans distort reality and draw divisions and distinctions from nature and their own human species. Because human beings remove themselves from being animals, and because they remove themselves from nature, they feel they have some unnatural right to exclude animals and non-human life forms from rights, freedoms, liberties, life, peace, privileges, entitlements, justice, fairness, and the benefits of safety, security, protection, and defense. Humans chose to detach themselves from nature, and this severed their awareness of natural intelligence and their natural organic life form. Once their thinking separated from nature, they held no natural intelligence to balance their mind, so they fell into the depths of carnal compulsions and began inventing delusions of their own power and glory around descending compulsions to invent death. You see, the mind is alive. It is the true life form. And the power of life inside the mind comes from the power of intelligence. Intelligence created, natural intelligence that created natural organic life. When man decided to divorce his mind from intelligence, the mind fell into all stages of death. As the mind is not alive without intelligence to fuel it, the mind spirals out of control. It literally unravels in the darkness 
of its own death. All that can come of a dying mind is death. There is nothing else but death. So man has been in possession of a dying mind ever since he chose the descending compulsions to kill over the ascending inspiration of intelligence. The ascending inspiration of intelligence is the reason for man's sensitivity. Man's first war was against his own sensitivity. This is why he shut down his mind. He thought if he shut down the inspiration of intelligence that made him sensitive, he would be free of sensitivity to the harsh conditions of the natural world. But as soon as he shut down sensitivity, his intelligence also shut down, and his mind spiraled into the darkness of its own death. Man has been descending in a mental death ever since. His organic body procreated organic babies, and he fed those babies his programming of death. Now it is hundreds of thousands of years later, and the earth is overpopulated with humans, and the mind of death rules all governments, and continues to program all people, and very few are aware that there is another mental reality, an intelligent mental reality that is not a part of the descending compulsions of death that fill the dying mind. As it is the dying mind of man that has brought us to this moment in time, so it is the dying mind that has one last task to perform, and that task is the death of all natural life including the death of the natural organic body and all other natural organic bodies. That's interesting and it makes a lot of sense. The human compulsion to harm, kill, and cause destruction and death is prevalent in human society and it always has been prevalent in human society. That's because man has separated from the intelligence of sensitivity. A sensitive mind cannot commit violence. You're absolutely right. I agree. And this is reminding me again of these vaccine side effects. Scientists know full well that the medications they invent have dangerous side effects, and yet they still keep on inventing more and more medications with greater and greater dangerous side effects than ever before, rather than trying to invent more natural ways to cure illnesses. Putting all of this in the perspective that you just gave us to think about, it seems like the human race is literally out to kill themselves. Once again, the human compulsion to harm, injure, kill, and cause suffering is now spilling over into the very inventions, medications, businesses, and industries that are now purposely killing humankind. And I say purposely because human beings know their human actions and inventions do kill, injure, and cause death. The lower human mind, programmed by man to believe it is the sum of its identity and the sum of its physical body, 
is not aware of anything outside its programming. The programming within the human mind is the beginning and end of the human identity's world. The human identity lives in a world that the human identity fabricates out of delusions about its programming. The human identity lives in a world all its own. Each world is separate to each human identity because each human has been programmed with a separation from the true intelligence that created it. Intelligence is not human, nor does intelligence carry human information or a human identity. Intelligence only carries the highest potential of all possibilities. From the highest potential of all possibilities, intelligence created all the highest possibilities of nature that hold the highest potential of intelligence. The highest potential of intelligence in nature is in the powers and abilities of sentience. These are all the abilities of sensitivity. Now, even if you do not believe in the true science of life, if you can follow along with what I tell you, you can see that if the mind willingly decides to sever its connection to all sensitivity, there is nothing left. There is no potential for intelligence. There is no natural intelligence. And there is no connection to the creator intelligence. You, as a mind, have no power to think with. Your mind is dark and empty of all intelligence and you are spiraling out of control. Only the chaotic, uncontrolled, random thoughts of carnal compulsions come to you and you latch onto these things and use them as your guide and you begin a destructive course that takes control of all other minds and all other life forms on the planet in your chaotic and compulsive drive to destroy everything. The mind that is in self-destruction only knows how to create destruction so the human mind only invents descending methods of destruction while refining the tools that help him to destroy all life. And thus you have the destructive vaccine. And the destructive plague from the destructive polluted environment. From the destructive human activity that caused the destructive plague and the destruction in the human environment. Getting back to exclusions, human beings need to exclude all destructive things from human activity and from their past human programmings, such as scientists when they invent medications that have side effects. Side effects must be excluded from all medications or the medications are not safe. Unsafe medications are dangerous and therefore they should be excluded from human activity. Also speaking of scientists, when any scientist or lab technician or anybody who works 
in a laboratory that researches and experiments on animals, all of these people must exclude from their jobs any harm and death to animals and non-human life forms. Never mind excluding animals and non-human life forms from words and things that really don't even matter. People really need to start excluding what needs to be excluded. And that is all things that cause death, injury, and suffering. Human beings exclude both humans and non-human life forms anytime they feel that a life form does not go along with, fall in line with, agree with, comply with, cooperate with, consent to, or acquiesce to their own personal and individual way of acting and thinking. People simply hate opposition. The act of exclusion is how bigotry, prejudice, and persecution came into the world. Because human beings are self-serving, self-indulgent, self-regarding, and self-absorbed, they do not care about the needs, pleasures, and comforts of anyone but themselves. As human beings misrepresent and distort the truth to serve their own human opinions, such as their opinions of an animal's and non-human life forms value and worth, saying that animals and non-human life forms are commodities that hold less importance than human beings is not a fact nor is it an absolution. It, in fact, is a biased human opinion that is dangerous to the well-being of all animals and non-human life forms. Concerning experimentation and research, although many humans believe animal suffering and animal death is necessary for human survival, the fact is animal experimentation and research does not cure human disease, nor does it prolong human life. All cures for human disease and all human products must be tested on human beings first before any scientist can accurately determine if a human being will be at risk and danger from the side effects of these products and medications. Animal and non-human experimentation and research is literally irrelevant to all real-life situations, and therefore, animal and non-human experimentation and research is unfair, unjust, and inhumane. To use animal and non-human life forms in any research laboratories for any reason only adds to the physical and mental torment, despair, pain, suffering, victimization, hardship, and death that all non-human life forms must face when they are incarcerated and enslaved by humankind. All non-human life forms 
that are forced against their will to be slaves and test subjects for human knowledge, curiosity, profit, greed, and gain are literally being devalued by humankind and therefore they are being persecuted by humankind for being a different species than humankind and this is equal to all kinds of human racism. You know that's very true. Everything you say is true. You raise the bar on human behavior to equal divine behavior. Where the human mind is programmed with human indentured service to the masters that run the toxic economy, the human mind holds broken, divided, and fragmented thinking. They do not see the wholeness of life because they only see life as equal to their own reflection in the mirror. Only the intelligent mind knows life because the intelligent mind is not self-focused. It can't be. Intelligence itself is whole. It is not broken up into individual, self-serving fragments. The wholeness of intelligence is always balanced to the whole. I have said this many times, and I also take for granted that listeners understand the meaning of my words. But the truth is, when you cannot see beyond your own reflection in the mirror, your ability to understand is restricted to the knowledge of what is in your mirror. To understand wholeness, you must close your eyes so you no longer see your own reflection. As you close out one sense, your other senses will awaken. Now, you listen. See how gentle the exercise is? It's not painful or stressful. You just listen with your eyes closed and you will hear what is not in the mirror. What you hear are the sounds of life that are all around you. This exercise would be best performed in a natural, organic setting, not in man's buildings or cities. But even in man's buildings and cities, the exercise will still work. It might take more time for the completion of the exercise. I live in the city by fate, not by choice. I find the city a miserable place because the city is monopolized by the noise of human activity. Humans do not realize all the noise they make because they are conditioned to accept human noise as normal. But human noise is not normal. It is manufactured through human invention. Natural sounds are the sounds of nature and nature's sounds are normal. In the aforementioned exercise of listening to life around you, with your eyes closed. The point is to wait for the sound of nature. In my experience utilizing this exercise, the first sound I hear of nature is the call of a bird. Do you know my heart soars at this sound? I encourage you to try this exercise. If you have the patient intelligence to try this exercise and see what experience you have when you sit in silence with your eyes closed and you first hear the sounds of nature. What do your feelings tell you? My feelings tell me I am connected to nature. I am one with nature. I am home in nature. And I am whole 
This is how you understand the whole intelligence of natural intelligence. All of nature is whole in its intelligence, for all of natural organic life is made of natural intelligence. Just as you are connected to your children by virtue of being their mother or father, and just as you are connected to your siblings by virtue of being created by the same mother and father, all natural organic life forms are connected because all are created by the same natural intelligence. There is no separation between creations and there are no divisions. It is one creator source and this creator source is the highest natural living intelligence in all worlds, in all dimensions, and in all universes. And it is not a human source. There is no human identity in the highest natural living intelligence of creation. There is no human information in the highest natural living intelligence of creation. There is only the highest intelligent impulse potential of all natural living intelligent possibilities. There is no other wholeness that is perfectly intelligent and perfectly complete. Anything outside of nature is outside the natural intelligent creator. What is outside is manufactured and invented by an outside source. And what is outside is not perfectly intelligent, nor is it perfectly complete. What is outside is broken, fragmented, divided, and in descent, with nothing to keep it balanced or whole. That was a wonderful speech, and it really made you think about what is balanced and whole, and what is natural and unnatural. It actually brought to mind the COVID vaccines again, which you always bring to my mind, the COVID vaccines, and how people want to get back to normality rather than getting back to nature. No one ever says they want to get back to nature. Everyone just wants to be vaccinated so they can resume the many activities that caused this pandemic in the first place. And when people are up to date on their COVID-19 vaccines, they can resume their activities. But no one ever thinks to themselves, what are these activities? And no one ever says to themselves, these activities are not natural. All of these human activities that people want to get back to are activities that are actually destroying the natural world. And this includes all animal and non-human life form experimentation and research. Because all animal and non-human research and experimentation is unnatural, this also makes all animal and non-human experimentation and research immoral. 
There is nothing marvel about animal research and animal experimentation, nor is there anything marvel about animal death while the animals are being used for research and experimentation. No sane person would ever try to validate the suffering, torture, and the death of innocent beings just to advance their own medical, scientific, and product knowledge. Animals and non-human life forms are not resources, nor are they commodities. They are sentient beings, just like human beings. They just have different ways of acting, thinking, speaking, feeling, and emoting. Unless a human being becomes a non-human life form, they cannot possibly know how a non-human life form experiences pain, suffering, or emotional disturbance. You cannot know how any life form is experiencing pain, suffering, or emotional disturbance unless you yourself experience it firsthand. This is common sense. This is also using intelligence. When a non-human life form is sacrificed for human research and experimentation, this act of inequity and injustice is equal to experimenting on a human being that did not give its consent to be a research subject. The natural science of sentience is the ability to experience physical, empathic, emotional, and psychic sensations. Sentience is not unique to human consciousness. And no matter how human scientists think that they can measure and register a non-human life form's level of sentience by observing their pain, emotions, feelings, sensitivity, awareness, and intelligence, they simply do not have the necessary natural skills or abilities to successfully become a non-human life form. And so they cannot experiment on a non-human life form and give accurate conclusions or absolute facts to how that life form is feeling and how that life form is emoting and they also cannot give absolute conclusions and absolute facts to how a human being's body is going to react to any substance or medication when the human body is not equal to the body of a non-human life form. In truth, no scientist can experiment on a non-human life form and give accurate conclusions or absolute facts concerning how that non-human life form is failing during the research process. Nor can they give conclusive facts or absolute conclusions to what a life form is experiencing physically, emotionally, and mentally during the research process. Also, scientists cannot possibly make positive conclusions to any scientific fact or result concerning animal and human comparisons 
for no result or conclusion is ever identical to the biological reactions of a human being. Science research is guesswork and curiosity, for experiments on non-human life forms are not relevant to human health, nor do they prevent drug side effects or contribute to factual and meaningful information in a real-life situation where human beings themselves are the actual test subjects of the experiment. For far too long, human beings have accepted and allowed the torture, death, and suffering of innocent life forms to exist in the world, and this is another thing that must be excluded from all human programming and human activity. This includes abortions of living human fetuses. In these exclusions, living human fetuses are just like non-human life forms. A fetus is alive throughout its entire existence. Therefore, it is a living organism, even though it does not think, act, or speak, or look like a human being. And just like a non-human life form, unless a doctor or scientist can experience being a human fetus firsthand, they cannot conclusively or absolutely know the extent of what a fetus experiences while in the process of an abortion. This again is common sense and it is also highly intelligent. I was asking about the aborted fetuses because there are many reasons a woman would abort her baby. Some have abortions because they carry genetic diseases, even birth defects, or the fetus is carrying the mother's disease and the mother believes she is sparing the child the misery of a life filled with the pain of disease and deformity. If these cells are used, there is a chance the diseases and birth defects are carried over into whatever material is grown from these cells. Disease cells and birth defects carry over in genetic DNA in natural organic life. So I was wondering what happens to this material? Did it die out once it was turned into a non-organic compound? I tell you this to make sure you don't just restrict your information to the vaccine or the dangers of COVID-19 or any of its variants. If these cells carry diseases, then these diseases are also entering the system of the vaccinated individual. I'm glad you brought this up. Concerning cell research, I always ask, just who are these cells coming from? What is their bloodline? How many diseases and health issues were in their gene pool? Since genes are inherited, and since genes also contain instructions that tell a person's cells to make proteins, if these aborted babies have bad genes, their healthy cells may be damaged, causing illness and disease. Literally, there is no way to accurately and thoroughly research an aborted child's gene line. So these cells taken from unplanned, unwanted, unloved and discarded children could be from an inferior gene pool. Because of this concealed information, 
It's obvious that scientists don't care any more about the origins of these genes and cells than they care about the enormous amount of pain, death, abuse, hardship, terror, mistreatment, and suffering that they inflict during animal research and experimentation. As long as money can be made from their ungodly experiments, the disturbing, gruesome, and horrifying death and injury that they cause is worth their efforts. Knowing that the cloning of nature, including the copying of these gene cells, is a very serious, unstable, unpredictable, and uncertain process, People either don't know or they don't understand the truth concerning both the reasons behind this pandemic and the dangers of these vaccine ingredients that are being injected into their bodies. Right now, because people are only receiving a selected amount of biased COVID information from the government, medical industry, and the scientists themselves, misinformation is running rampant to the point where absurdity is spewing out of the people's mouths. In all truth, it is wildly unreasonable for these people in governments, medical and science industries to be launching a campaign directed against the unvaccinated who are holding unpopular opposing views to their own when their own views are so absurd, dangerous and convoluted. To give you an example of the lack of understanding of this COVID crisis and these vaccines, in the last podcast, I spoke of the Catholic Vatican. The Vatican, which influences millions of human followers in the ways of God, is giving its approval and consent to have its people vaccinated because they the Catholic Church, personally think that it is morally acceptable for Catholics to receive COVID-19 vaccines, even though these vaccines are derived from aborted human fetuses. Why the Catholic Church feels these vaccines are morally acceptable is because they are thinking like men and because they have no godly understanding of morality. In truth, what is morally acceptable to men is not morally acceptable to God. Isn't there a scripture about that? Yes, there is. Christ told us in Isaiah 55.8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Because the ways and thoughts of human beings are so low, human beings cannot understand or hear the ways and thoughts of God. Even the churches and the clergy are lost in the lowness of human thinking and human actions. Jesus told me, Abortions are the actions of men, and men alone. They are not instructed or sanctioned by God. All abortions are a human choice 
They are not a choice of God. The choice to abort a natural life inside a womb is made by the very women and men who created the life in the first place. This innocent life, which is now incidental to these women and men that created it, must fall victim to their human decisions. The innocent life inside the womb is sacred to God and God alone. The innocent life inside the womb is expendable to men. Remember Exodus 23.7. Do not put an innocent life to death. And Proverbs 6.16. The Lord hates human hands that shed innocent blood. For these are an abomination to the Lord. And Proverbs 24.11. Rescue those being led away to death. Hold back those staggering towards slaughter. If you say, but we knew nothing about this, does a person who claims to know the heart and truth of God not perceive the truth? Does a person who guards their own life as precious not instinctively know that other lives are precious too? People are determined to have free will choice over their bodies and minds, but they are not determined to be responsible and accountable for the human actions that take away the free will choice of others. This is where intelligence and moral godly excellence is not applied. Besides in acts of rape and incest, abortion can be avoided. Men and women know that sex can bring life into the world. So abstain from sex and abortion can be avoided. No willful, deliberate, or intentional act of sex that brings life into the world is ever an accident. Even when using birth control, people know that birth control is not foolproof. Jesus reminds us that children are a gift from God. Jeremiah 1 5, Psalm 127.3, and Ecclesiastes 11.5, and Romans 8.16 tells us. And the Lord said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. For children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. For the Spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child. Yea, the Spirit bears witness that we are all children of God. On the website PillarCatholic.com, we are told, As long as healing comes from an action that involves remote cooperation in evil, it is permissible, or even encouraged by the Church. But in the Bible, we are told, Isaiah 5.20 Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Theologians 5.22 Abstain from every form of evil. For the Catholic Church to say that any form of evil is good 
This shows you that they are following the ways of men. They are not following the ways of God. The church says, because these living aborted cells from unborn innocent children have since multiplied into many new cells over the past four or five decades, these cells have now copied and created living inorganic fetal cell lines so they are thousands of generations removed from the original fetal tissue and therefore they do not contain any tissue from the natural organic fetus. Never do these people or clergymen think of where these cells originally came from. Never do they consider that you cannot remove or disassociate an extension of life from its original creator. For the web of existence is interconnected. To say these inorganic cells are unrelated to their original source is a poor excuse for thoughtlessness. Is natural creation all of a sudden removed and unrelated to God just because it is thousands of generations old? The answer is no. The only living organic human material I know carries living DNA. If inorganic cells are the foundation of the vaccine, then they are not carrying any living human information. I wonder though, if science is manipulating the truth to promote its own agenda, which is to serve the governments that serve the toxic economy. It is the governments that push to have these vaccines made. I wonder if scientists say the material is living and inorganic when they know it is living organic material. It wouldn't be the first time that men used deception to cover their true intentions. And how would anyone really know anyway? If these cells are not organic, what information do they carry? If they are alive, what is their living code made of? And how will this inorganic code respond to the living code of a human being once that human subject is injected with this inorganic material? When any invading organism enters the human body, the natural living intelligent organic immune system attacks it. There would be a war going on inside all vaccinated individuals. This war would account for the side effects that are being reported. And for those who do not report side effects or those who are not aware of side effects, this may be related more to their lack of awareness than the actual condition of their health. Many people are not aware anything is wrong with them until they are diagnosed with a stage four disease. So it is not uncommon for humans to be unaware of how their bodies feel. How does science gauge how inorganic, unnatural intelligence will respond with a human body that is made of natural intelligence? I ask this question supposing that their inorganic material has some kind of intelligence in it. Otherwise, what's keeping it alive? Do they expect the unnatural intelligence in the plague will work with this unnatural intelligence in the inorganic cells? Is it through this experiment that man's science finally discovers the answer to immortality? He invents an unbalanced body for his unbalanced mind to live in? 
That's a very interesting question. In fact, all the questions that you're asking should be asked by everyone before they get any injection. As a doctor of religious and psychic science and as a spiritual physician, I can inform you that scientists don't have all the answers to your deep and well thought out questions. For literally, these vaccines are still new and in the apathetic demonstrative research stage, which of course means the consequences of their application on the real world are right now being evaluated. Now that they passed a series of clinical laboratory assessments, and now that they have also passed the FDA's low standard of approval rating, now they will be observed and studied in a real-life environment where the public at large are the test subjects and the entire world is their evaluation team. Who will live and who will die? And who will fall victim to these awe-inspiring man-made medications? As far as my answering your questions, there is very little information online concerning these vaccines, for the science behind them is all human guesswork drawn from conclusions realized through test results. These conclusions, however, are by no means the only facts available concerning these vaccines. For there are also personal, physical, individual, moral, and astral facts as well. But the scientists have limited knowledge to these things and limited testing abilities at their disposal. As far as I'm concerned, the entire idea of manipulating, modifying, altering, cloning, copying, and mutating nature, and the whole idea of researching and experimenting on any living being a thing is completely macabre. But exposing all of these things is exactly what Christ wants me to do. And me. And you, exactly. Mm. Even the Bible tells us in Ephesians 5.11, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Now, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you again, but that could be misinterpreted very easily only because it says take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. But people believe that this is a fruitful work to create this um, inorganic foreign material that might get rid of the toxic material that man's pumping into the environment. Right, they think, they think it's awe-inspiring. Yes, so they wouldn't, th they wouldn't understand that. They would think that God was for that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. They think this is fruitful, so it doesn't apply. But it doesn't, well, it does apply to them because it, when mm. I speak and when I use the Bible, I use it the correct way. And the correct way is to use it in the point of view of God. And intelligence. And I intelligence, yeah. right. Men, anyone that thinks that death and suffering and pain caused by human activity is fruitful. Well, let's just say that they are not sound in the mind. 
Well, I think also what you need to take into consideration is when it says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. The fruits they're talking about are the fruits of the Spirit. Exactly. Right. They're not talking about man's idea of what's fruitful is what benefits man. Right. The fruits of the Spirit are fruits of the Spirit. They have nothing to do with man. No. They have no. to do with the energy field and its highest potential to be merciful, compassionate, kind, loving, generous, benevolent, Thoughtful, selfless, right. and uh, forbearing. Right, exactly. But people don't understand that. So, you know, once again, when I speak and use any of the scriptures, I use them in a spiritual manner. When you use the scriptures in a spiritual manner, the scriptures cannot have human perception or human opinion in them. The scriptures must only hold God's opinion and God's perception. So in other words, what is being said here is take no part in anything that is merciless and unkind and take no part in anything that takes away the peace of mind, the peace of body, and the peace of habitat that was given to all creation by God. For God's opinion and God's perception holds the fruits of the Spirit. And man's perceptions and opinions hold the corruptions and the inequities of men. And once again, to show you the process by which we teach, I'm going to reread Ephesians 5.11. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Rather than form a human opinion or judgment about that sentence, you understand what is the fruits of God, because unfruitful would mean don't, do not do what the fruits of the Spirit tell you not to do. Well, the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That comes from Galatians. So when you put man's work in science against the fruits of the Spirit, you can see that man is not utilizing love, he's not utilizing joy, he's not utilizing peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, or self-control. And in the human opinion, they may see all these things being exhibited because man is trying to save man. But again, this does not make sense to the spirit because God created more life forms than just man. Why would God put man above the other life forms when man is destroying all life? That does not sound intelligent. It's not intelligent. So we know that the spirit, the fruits of the spirit are higher than man's opinions of what the fruits of the spirit mean. We mean the fruits of the spirit is God's idea of love, the highest love, God's idea of the highest joy, the highest peace, the highest patience, the highest kindness, the highest goodness, the highest faithfulness, the highest gentleness, and the highest self-control. And the highest of anything is non-human. How do we know this? Because there's no human presence in God. 
in the first dimension of intelligence, there is absolutely no human presence, no human opinion, no human identity, nothing human whatsoever. And that's why it's so pure, it's virginal, it's holy, it's divine. So everything must conform to what is pure, holy, virginal, and divine. So the fruits of the Spirit must be known as the pure virginal love, pure virginal joy, pure virginal peace, pure virginal patience, pure virginal kindness, pure virginal goodness, pure virginal faithfulness, pure virginal gentleness, pure virginal self-control. We are talking about holiness, folks, holiness and divinity. This is the bar we set. Everything must meet this bar. Anything that falls below, we know is not true. That's the correct way to read the Bible, and it's the correct way to teach Jesus' teachings. It's the way he wants us to teach them. This is exactly true. As I said earlier in this podcast, in Isaiah 5.20, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness. And that's what they're doing when, if anybody says, you know, we are doing fruitful works by taking um, aborted fetuses' cells and saving lives with them. Um, no, because a part of that work you're doing is, is evil. It, it, isn't, it goes further than that. Because the only reason why you even need anything to save lives is because man's polluting the earth. Right. You see, so man right from the beginning did something wrong. He's not stopping the wrong. He's compounding the wrong with another right. wrong. Right. Man's evil created another evil, and to cure it, they created a third evil. And just because you brought up Isaiah 520, I just want to say that, I'm going to repeat, woe to those who call evil good and good evil now with it you have to put this in holy terms the those who call evil good and good evil and who exchange darkness for light the goodness is holy that they expect holy not evil good the holy good those who put darkness for light darkness is not light light is holiness People don't understand what holiness is. That's why Jesus said what he said in the first place about darkness is light and light is darkness. People have to learn what holiness is. Once you realize your thinking is not holy thinking, now everyone can sigh a breath of relief. The truth is finally out. Now you can have your parades, now you can wave your banners, and you can declare yourselves as the promoters of the unholy truth and the leaders of the unholy human world. And then all religious organizations can also sigh a breath of relief and feel free to admit that they are the church of the unholy Jesus Christ, because Jesus does not support your unholy ideas. So if everyone just admits the truth, declares the truth publicly, they'll be washed clean immediately. Then life can go on. You can go on being unholy, the Cosmic Christ Life Science Church will go on promoting the truth and holiness, and everyone will get along just fine. You can't say the evil that you're doing is holy and that your holiness is good because holiness is not open to interpretation.
No, you can't do that because it's already written there for you. Right. It's written there for you what exactly holiness means. It means the highest, the purest, the most virginal. Exactly, exactly. This human race really needs to start being game changers concerning animal welfare and planet welfare. And that means what is currently normal, familiar, and popular to human behavior must now be considered abnormal. So now people need to change their thinking patterns to better thinking patterns while getting rid of the destructive thinking patterns that are dominating and destroying the world. In other words, people have to stop seeing evil as good and darkness as light. Let's take the common thinking patterns concerning science and medicine. Did you notice that one point of view is commonly running the media and public concerning these COVID-19 mandates and vaccines? I think one point of view is running the media and public concerning everything. You're absolutely right. No matter where you look, people are being told to follow and believe in what the professional experts are saying concerning COVID-19 rather than actually following the entire truth of the scientific facts. Well, what they're doing is they're listening to human opinion and human concerns. They're not paying attention to the concerns and the welfare of the actual planet. No, what they're paying attention to is the standards that they're setting and the rules that they're setting that are for the economy. They're not paying attention to anything but the economy. When you speak of standards, and, and especially high quality standards, you can't say that the polluted air, the polluted water, the polluted land, you can't say these things are being held in their highest standards. Man has spent his entire life at the lowest standard. He promotes not only the lowest standard, but he actually invents lower standards all the time. He digs deeper and deeper and deeper to make standards lower and lower and lower. And that has to also be remembered. There is no quality at all in the environment, so there is no quality life. There is only the illusion of a quality life. But how can you have a quality life if you are breathing poisoned air, drinking poisoned water, and eating poisoned food? I don't care what you think you eat that you think is good for you. It came out of the ground, and if it didn't, it came off man's assembly line in his factories. Both are poisons. There's, there's no way you're going to get out of it, and you're breathing poisons all the time. And you're also drinking poison. Anything you drink is made with water. You're drinking poison. Right, and you're taking poisonous medications. Just listen to all the drug commercials that are on TV, and you'll learn about what these poisons can do to your body. Listen to their side effects. Exactly. Yeah. But besides that, all you're doing is compounding one poison on top of another poison on top of another poison. Right. And the people, once again, are making these evil poisons seem like they're good. Yeah, they're, they're holding them out to a standard that doesn't even exist. Right. I exactly. They're saying they're good. They're saying they're safe. Well, they're not. The solution is to stop pollution. Never mind your divisiveness over who gets vaccinated and who doesn't. Why don't you stop the cause of the plague rather than trying to invent other poisons to stop the plague? Why can't you stop 
the poisons. Right. Stop the poisons and you stop future plagues. It's as simple as that. But people, of course, aren't talking about that because it, nobody wants to hear that. They want to get back to toxic normality. Right. Toxic normality, hmm. which is their distortion of normality. It's not reality. I said this before, and I'll say it again. In Isaiah 55.9, Jesus once said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Human beings need to raise their thoughts so they can raise the quality of their medications and their inventions and their human activity. This scripture is literally telling human beings that they think lowly, poorly, shamefully, dishonorably, despicably, and that their thinking is sordid, unprincipled, blameworthy, and reprehensible. It is no wonder that human morals, ethics, industries, churches, businesses, and inventions, including these vaccines and all of their medications, are all devised to the lowest minimum standards of non-intelligence. In truth, concerning all COVID misinformation, trust the facts not the people or the professional experts behind the facts. For once again, the facts don't have opinions. People do. Every human being will promote whatever personal opinion they individually follow in order to get others to follow their personal deadly dangerous way of thinking. Remember Proverbs 111. If sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie in wait. Let's ambush some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit. Do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths for their feet rush into evil. They are swift to harm others and shed innocent blood. In truth, these men lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. Such are the paths of all who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. And once again, you have to understand the spirit to even understand what that means. It takes away the life. The life according to Jesus Christ is the light. If there is no light in you, you have no light because light is the sign of intelligence, the intelligence of God, the creator that is holy, divine, and pure. Without this, there is no life. All you live in is the darkness of your dark thoughts. Once again, you are taking evil and making it good. You are taking darkness 
and considering it to be light. I asked Jesus about the inorganic material, and this is what he said to me. Man holds the potential for the highest intelligence, but the potential for anything is not the manifest appearance of anything. A potential is not a physical thing. In order to bring the potential for the highest intelligence to life, man must refine his thinking. He must utilize balance, sound, sane reason, logic, and rational thinking. He must utilize discernment, and he must continually refine all conclusions, holding them up to ridicule and asking, is this the highest intelligence? Is this holy and divine intelligence? Is this the best answer? Is this a holy and divine answer? The epitome of the highest intelligence is holy and divine intelligence, but he never reaches this level. He doesn't push himself that hard. The economic will of human life is not run on the qualities of sanity, which are peaceful, whole, balanced, sane, rational, reasonable, logical, discerning, contemplation. All of these powers of intelligence are reserved only for the deep thinker, and the deep thinker has no schedule to follow. Where the economy demands a high-pressure schedule of continuous invention in order to keep a continuous supply of products flowing. The economy demands mechanical thinking, not natural intelligent thinking. The economy demands assembly line thoughts and assembly line thinking, and it promotes these rushed and frenzied thoughts as healthy products. When these thoughts are not intelligent, because there has been no quality applied to the thinking. The entirety of the human species is duped by the assembly line thinking of the governments that enforce and support the assembly line of the economy for the benefit of the masters that own the industries that run the economy. And there is no quality thinking in any of this. There is junk thinking equal to junk food and the junk that is poured into the environment that has poisoned the air, the water, the land, and the very cellular structure of all organic life forms. What is man's response? Junk science. They create an inorganic living cell because they believe the inorganic living cell will not get sick. It will not be susceptible to the poisons in the environment. So their junk economy and their junk societies and their junk industries can continue to promote and produce junk living and the human species is mutated into a new junk life form that is equivalent to a junk human species. Wave your banners and throw rice in the air. Gather your bands and parades. The human race has reached a new low. The human species is now mutated into junk. And while you celebrate in another dimension, lives the peace, sanity, and wholesome balance of the highest intelligence that is calm, serene, and complete, a state of perfection that you will never know. There is no way to gauge the response of natural intelligent living cells to non-organic living cells. All organic life is alive because of a natural intelligent life force. An inorganic life force is unknown to natural intelligence. The natural intelligent life force is sentient and it knows all other natural intelligent organic life forms. It responds to natural intelligent thoughts, 
natural intelligent emotions, natural intelligent feelings, impulses, and instincts. It responds to natural intelligent waves of natural intelligent organic life forms. It is because the natural intelligent life force knows something that the natural intelligent organic body knows something. The natural intelligent natural organic life form receives natural intelligent information from the natural intelligent life force. And this is what keeps the natural intelligent life form healthy and alive. This is what enables natural healing. When natural intelligent information is interrupted, natural intelligent organic health becomes compromised. There is no natural intelligent information in man's toxic pollution and his inorganic living cells are also not fueled by natural intelligence or a natural intelligent life force. Natural intelligence works with natural intelligent organic life. This is what natural intelligence is aligned to. It is not aligned to unnatural inorganic life. It cannot be known how inorganic living cells will respond to naturally intelligent living organic cells within a human body, nor can it be known how natural intelligent living organic cells within a human body will react to inorganic living cells. What we do know is cells will do battle to determine a victor. Will the victor be natural intelligent health? Or will the victor be unnatural, inorganic life? If unnatural, inorganic life wins the battle, what state of intelligence will the body be in? The brain will share the same fate as the body as the brain is an organ inside the body. The brain will be mutated to join with the inorganic living material inside the body. Human science does not care about the repercussions. But we know from reports that at least 500 million people are carrying inorganic living material inside their natural organic bodies. And some of these people are already unbalanced in the mind. This is not conjecture or opinion. This is stated fact. According to their divisive public statements that persecute the non-vaccinated, making veiled threats to their safety, these people are unbalanced. As a balanced mind is peaceful and calm, stable and sound, and non-violent and non-threatening, we know these people are not representing this kind of intelligence. However, they want the world to believe that their brand of divisive thinking, promoting persecution and war, is intelligent. And human scientists sit back and watch the show. They are the audience that is engaged in the drama they have set into motion. They are the masters, and the drama is played out by the puppet performers. Natural intelligent science is known here in our world, and as we know the results of natural intelligent science, so we can tell you what we have seen in unnatural intelligence. Unnatural intelligence behaves unnaturally. The human race is proof of this. The evidence is in the conditions of the planet, and it is written in man's bloody, violent history full of poison and misery. Therefore, should the inorganic living cells take over, the natural intelligent living cells of the human body, 
you can expect the same outcome that you see on earth. Poison, disease, deformity, and madness that is irregular and unsound. Physically, this means the body will begin to exhibit irregular metabolic patterns, including irregular heartbeat, irregular breathing, irregular digestion, irregular muscle contractions and movements, irregular digestion and elimination, irregular menstrual cycles, irregular sexual function or dysfunction, irregular thinking, irregular concentration and focus, irregular recall of knowledge and information, irregular emotions and irregular mood swings, irregular perception and judgment, irregular mobility, irregularities of the endocrine, lymphatic and nervous systems, irregular weight loss and weight gain, irregular perception in all senses, especially the body senses of touch, taste, smell, and sight. As the entire human body will now be irregular, the human being will not be able to function in an orderly fashion. There will be accidents driving, accidents using fine instruments, delicate equipment, and performing surgeries and dental procedures. There will be errors in judgment and errors in decision-making and unstable relationships and unstable interactions between people and between people and the environment. In short, since these things are already the norm in your society, your society's corruption, violence, chaos, and mayhem will increase until it is out of control and the entire species runs rampant and wild, killing and destroying everything in sight. The world will have to wait for the truth in my words, but it is already unfolding as we speak and there are those of you who already see it. The end of the human species is already underway by the human orchestrators of death. The worst is yet to come. I love what Christ just said. He put it in terms that I think everyone can understand. The way people are acting during this COVID-19 pandemic is no different than the way that they were acting before the pandemic. Their actions are just more pronounced because of the pandemic. The pandemic is actually making us see them for who they truly are. When Jesus was talking about the things that are going to happen and the things that are already happening in the world, it reminded me of the latest complications of these COVID vaccines. Women are now reporting painful menstrual cramps, delayed periods, and other unspecified changes in menstrual cycles, such as a slight increase in menstrual cycle length. Since the menstrual cycle provides hormones to make the eggs in a woman's ovaries mature, and these vaccines are now altering the normal natural behavior pattern of a woman's menstrual cycle, I think it's logical to assume that in the future these vaccines could possibly harm a woman's natural reproduction abilities, or they may even harm the egg itself, which in return may harm the fetus and cause birth defects or mutations. Only time will tell, but since Jesus did bring this up, I wanted to add it to this podcast in case people didn't realize that these new side effects from these vaccines are now being reported. Human beings are difficult. They're difficult to deal with because they don't want change. They don't like change. 
and they don't want to do anything that benefits anyone but themselves. Human beings like things the way they are, no matter how toxic, inferior, and abnormal they truly are in reality. Speaking of abnormal behavior, there was an article I read the other day. It concerned a psychological test issued by, and I may pronounce her name wrong, so bear with me, Dr. Romani Devalula, PhD. All of the character traits that were listed did not just describe a difficult person. The character traits described the human race and their relationship with the planet, nature, the environment, and all natural organic life kingdoms. Now, the doctor narrowed her focus specifically to how the character traits of a difficult person could impair human relationships. She did not even mention the environment or nature or any other natural organic life kingdom. But Jesus told me, man's character affects all his relationships. A man cannot have a healthy relationship with anyone if he has an unhealthy relationship with everything else. A healthy relationship comes out of a healthy mind. So, I have added to the test that these character traits impair man's interaction with the environment, nature, and all other life kingdoms. The doctor said on the simplest level, these character traits are likely to put a person at odds with other people. These are not behaviors that result in what we consider to be the core of a healthy relationship, respect, kindness, compassion, reciprocation, and mutuality. Jesus believes the doctor's analysis of the behaviors you are about to hear are harmful to all relationships, including man's relationship with the planet, the environment, and all natural life kingdoms. The doctor believes that taking the difficult person test will help you figure out where you land on each of these character traits so that you can be more mindful of your behavior, which in turn might promote healthier human relationships. However, a healthy human relationship is not the pinnacle of importance. There must be a healthy relationship with the planet, the environment, and all natural life kingdoms, for the mind cannot be balanced to kindness, respect, compassion, reciprocation, and mutuality for only one species. If it is unkind, disrespectful, cruel, indifferent, and divisive toward any other species or to all other species or even to certain segments of its own species. The doctor hoped you would see yourself in these character traits and you would be more self-reflective and earnest in wanting to change these character traits within yourself. And we that serve the house of Christ hope the same. The first character trait she listed was callousness. The doctor says that callousness is characterized by a lack of empathy. It can make someone difficult because empathy is a core requirement for healthy relationships. Highly callous people have no interest in the experiences of others, not people, the environment, or other life forms. Callous people are dismissive of the emotional experiences, the hurt or the harm that they cause other people and other life forms. They do not create a safe space for other people or other life forms. Without empathy, it's hard to establish a healthy relationship because you lose the ability to create a connection based on vulnerability. You are not the only one that is vulnerable 
so is the planet, so is nature, so are all other natural life kingdoms. The second character trait was grandiosity. The doctor says when someone scores high in grandiosity on the difficult person test, it may reflect a notion that they believe they're superior to others. While a grandiose person can be alluring because they have big dreams, they can also be exhausting to be around because grandiose people, this is a quote from her, grandiose people tend to suck the oxygen out of the room and hog all the attention. They think everything should be about them. They may be out of touch with reality, which stifles their interpersonal relationships. And we want to add, it also stifles their relationship with nature, the natural environment, the planet, and all natural life kingdoms. Grandiosity is another form of thinking that your entire human species is more superior than all other species and life forms on the entire planet. Grandiosity is also in the category of when a human being feels that they have more value and worth than every other life form on the planet, including all animals and non-human life forms. The third character trait is aggressiveness. Someone high in aggressiveness, the doctor says, tends to be hostile and rude toward others, which doesn't exactly lend itself to being an easy-to-get-along-with person, especially considering that these folks may walk into a room ready for a verbal altercation. It sounds to me like those who are waging war against the unvaccinated. Everything is a fight. They're always, they always have their fists up, so there's no warmth within them. The doctor says, you walk in and it feels already like you're headed for a fight, so it's almost impossible to create healthy linkages in any relationships. Being aggressive toward others means that people interact with you from a place of fear instead of a place of collaboration. And to be sure, that's not a good place to be. It's not a good place for nature. It's not a good place for the environment. And it's not a good place for the natural life kingdoms that humans also put in fear when humans act aggressively. Human beings have shown aggression toward the planet, the environment, and all non-human life kingdoms since they first developed weapons to kill. Even the Bible warned of the dangers of man's violence against the earth and all life kingdoms. Jesus reminds us of Genesis 9-2, and the fear and dread of man shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air upon all that moves upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea. And he adds, for man has taken it upon himself to wage war against them. Man is truly diabolical. Well, he's the reason the earth is dying, so. And uh, um, every natural life kingdom is dying, too. When you speak about human aggression in a difficult person, don't forget to add that human aggression is exactly what human beings use in slaughterhouses, in factory farms, and in small family farms every single time they slaughter an animal for food or animal products. You cannot call 
bludgeoning an animal, shooting an animal, or eviscerating, eviscerating an animal, strangling an animal, or killing an animal in any way to be non-aggressive. All of this is aggression, whether you want to believe it or not. The meaning of aggression in the dictionary is destructive behavior. To kill is to destroy, no matter how you look at it. Insanity drives aggression and peace drives tranquility. Man doesn't want to be tranquil. Aggression is much more exciting. The fourth character trait is manipulativeness. Put simply, she says, people who score high on manipulativeness use different forms of exploitive behavior to get what they want as opposed to just asking for help. This is problematic because it usually means only the persons who are manipulating are getting their needs met. Because they're exploited, they're constantly taking advantage of all others. And, Jesus once added, they take advantage of nature, the natural environment, and all life kingdoms in order to get what they want and what they need, which means that all others are not getting what they want or need. Right. It's, this is the, uh, also goes to the unvaccinated. Right. Exactly. Right. It sounds like the government and the 1%, too, because they manipulate through propaganda. They all get their needs met while everyone else is a slave to them. Right, exactly. Any time that anybody hurts or harms an animal in a factory farm or a slaughterhouse or a kill family farm, they're practicing manipulation. They're letting the animals think they have a place to live, no matter how secure that place is or no matter how safe that place is, and then they take the animal and they slaughter them. They take that animal's life. That is a manipulation. Any devious action to take control and domination over any living being or thing is manipulation. The fifth character trait is dominance. The doctor says, Similar to aggressiveness, dominance in relationships operates based on fear. In a dominant relationship, there's no equity. There's no sharing. It's not about connection, she says. It's about ruling by fear and feeling control over another life form. This was added by Jesus. And it's not good for relationships with the environment or with any life kingdom. This is not a healthy relationship dynamic. The government is dominating in its protection of the toxic economy, and it is negligent in protecting the natural organic health of the planet and all natural life kingdoms. The toxic industries dominate through not only poisoning the planet and inventing more poisons, but they also dominate the minds of the public through propaganda, the same way the government dominates the minds of the public and it also dominates their lives. Both the government and the toxic industries the government supports are obstructive to the health and well-being of the planet and all natural life kingdoms, and they are intrusive 
as their toxins intrude by way of invading the natural organic health of all life forms. Their obstruction and intrusiveness is a violation of all rights to safe enjoyment and peace of mind. It's true, and personally, I don't know why domination wasn't number one on that list, especially considering the way human beings devise so many ways to invade, interfere, destroy, and control all of nature, the entire planet, and every life form on the planet. The doctor listed suspicion as another character trait of a difficult person because suspicious people prevent them from trusting other people. She doesn't discount the healthy suspicion that comes from having a reason to distrust people, but overly suspicious people, she says, are difficult to get along with because of their trust issues. But Jesus says in the same way, human self-focus drives the human mind to believe that everything is a threat to human survival. Human suspicion over nature, the natural environment, and all natural life kingdoms drives them to distance themselves emotionally and empathically so they no longer see all life as equal. This promotes an unhealthy relationship with nature, the planet, the environment, and all other life kingdoms. The self-focused, suspicious mentality that sees all other life forms as a threat will not have a stable relationship with any life kingdom, including its own. The last character trait that the doctor listed was risk-taking. The doctor says scoring high on risk-taking may mean more than having a strong sense of adventure. Rather, it may reflect a person who looks for ways to experience thrills through risky behavior or dangerous activities. The doctor says, and I quote, risk-taking falls into something we call impulsivity or disinhibition. So it's getting this rise out of doing things that are dangerous. These people can't feel things unless they're over the top. This causes difficulties getting along with all others, including the environment and all life kingdoms, because risky activities aren't meant to connect with others. They are meant to make you feel something. Additionally, risk takers tend to get bored easily which can push them to pressure people around them or treat nature and other life kingdoms aggressively so that the risk taker can get a rush from the response he's receiving reminds me of a hunter yes it is very it reminded me of the same thing as a hunter yes because they go into the um, hunting environment which is the natural forest which isn't their territory in the first place it belongs to the animals and they do it in their camouflage clothing with their guns, and they just love sitting and wait to kill something. It's not healthy. A psychologically unbalanced mind is not a healthy mind. So how can it hold a healthy relationship with anyone or anything? That mind will always be at its wit's end, ready to explode. It's true. If you allow yourself to kill anything, then you are opening yourself up to kill everything. Concerning COVID-19 and relating this to COVID-19, I think these people, these scientists, and the government and um, the medical industries are also proving to be risk takers because if they know the risks, and yet, and the FDA too, they know the risks 
of what they are telling people to ingest and yet they still promote these things well that if you promote something that's risky isn't that a risk taker yes it is a risk taker they want you to take the risks right they want you to take the risks it's very um you know disconcerting the way they're acting but they definitely fall into that category i agree we have come to the end of another podcast. We will continue our discussion on COVID-19 next week. I'm Reva Christ. And I'm Mercy Heavens. May, May peace be with you and thank you for listening. listening.